Hey guys, welcome back, and I can't believe we've made it this long, but now we're going to Mexico. Playa del Carmen with Amazing Adventures with David and Nicole. I, of course, am Josh Presley, your host, but we're going to kick it off to the stars of the show. David, tell us what, what we're doing. So Playa del Carmen is in Mexico, and this was pre-pandemic, and we had kind of thought we weren't going to do too much of uh, Mexico at the time. The pandemic changed that, and our experiences there also did. But, of course, it's a place we'd heard about a lot, and also there was kind of some good things that could be done in the area. Um, some things I'd heard of and some things I had not. However, we were just starting to get busy with our travel lives at the time, 2019. And one day, I got a pop-up. Nicole had been talking about a place called Live Aqua in Cancun that she had wanted to go for a long time. And I got a pop-up ad on livingsocial.com, I think, offering an incredible, incredible deal on four nights at the Live Aqua in Playa del Carmen. So it took a little convincing, but I got Nicole there, and she said, yeah, what? let me see. And she did a little research, and she said, okay, we can go, because the, the place, the hotel was so reasonably priced on living social or group on whatever it was and uh she agreed to go yeah so uh playa del carmen is um it's about 60 miles uh south of cancun um so you know when you uh land in cancun it's still you know you still have a little ways to go you probably have an hour or more drive because you know um there's a little traffic uh, to deal with there in can in the Cancun area, um, so so what I would recommend huge tip with if you fly into uh, Cancun and also um, what was the other place we went to in Mexico the other Florida? airport or Cabo Cabo so the Cabo airport and Cancun airport both there's an area it's called the Shark Tank. Um, and we're very familiar with the one in Cancun. So when you go through the airport and you, after you get, you, you go through immigration, um, you pick up your baggage and then you leave through customs to, you know, go out of the airport. Um, there is an area and it looks very official. There's like, um, desks set up. It looks like a rental car counters um and you know it says information you know things like that and there are people standing there hey we can help you find your shuttle hey we can help you this hey you need a tag like they're they're seeming very very helpful they are selling timeshares and they are a time suck and they will pull you in and they will keep on until they get you to agree to something Keep walking, keep walking, keep walking. Do not get stuck in the shark tank. Um, all the shuttles are outside. They are do you do not need their help getting to them. You just keep walking all the way. There's a little uh, store. I mean, you're gonna walk quite a ways uh, down the sidewalk after you go out of the airport outside, and you'll see a little store. And then there's gonna be a little bar. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of people standing around with signs. Look through those people and find the person that has the sign for your shuttle. That's what you're looking for. 
they are all outside. Do not stop for those people inside. They are just trying to get your money. And time. Right. Lots of time. And, yes. And the other thing as part of that I would add is if the place you're going to, whether it's in Cancun or Playa or some other place, doesn't have a shuttle service affiliated with, find one of your own and book your own shuttle and get a shuttle. Don't rely on the... Have the shuttle set up ahead of time. Or exactly. Don't rely on the, I'll find a taxi cab. Everybody wants to help you find a taxi. That's not the way to work it. Yeah. Definitely take the time, do a little research. And I would, I mean, we have used this this particular company quite a few times, U.S. Transfers. Um, very reliable. All of the drivers have been super nice. They're really easy to find outside in the big area with all of these shuttle people. Um, highly recommend U.S. Transfers. They usually have snacks and water and stuff on the shuttle. Uh, but you can also do, like, some private transfers where you're not in the shuttle with other people. Uh, some of them even provide beer on the way. Of course, you can get it at the, the bar right there and take it with you. There's there's no open container laws, and you don't have to worry. You're going to have beer wherever you want want to have beer in uh, Mexico. Um. So we had the opportunity, we had the option, and then when we started looking at flights, we realized that if we flew into Cancun and went to Playa del Carmen, we would basically lose that first day. And I'm always looking for creative ways to extend vacations both before we get there and after we've gotten there. You'll hear a lot about that as the pods to come. And so somehow I finagled Nicole into a deal where we flew into Cancun. And instead of getting in a transport to Playa an hour south, we took a transport to a nearby hotel in the hotel zone where I was able to get a room for points at a ex- very, very nice hotel, the hotel, Intercontinental Intercontinental Presidente uh, Cancun. Cancun. And so we got a room there so that we could spend the first day there and then get up in the morning early and transfer down to Playa, So, which is what we did. And lo and behold, when we got on to the beach and I, we were sitting there having our drinks and getting ready to spend just a day on the beach and chill in Cancun, uh, an old man walked up to me a little bit, and uh, crusty old sea kind of guy, and he says, uh, hey, you see that yacht out there in the water? And there was a boat. It was a yacht-ish kind of sailboat thing. He said, uh, that's mine. I uh, I sailed it over here from Europe many years ago, and I've got it out there with a the captain, and you could go rent a couple of jet skis over here for $120 for an hour, or I'll let you take my boat out with the captain and your wife and... Uh, you can have an hour out on the water to yourselves for 80 bucks. And uh, you did not have to sell me on it twice. Can I bring a bucket of beer? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, whatever you want. And uh, we had a great time getting a sail. One of the first times uh, Nicole got to go out on a boat and not worry about her uh, uh, vertigo or uh, her motion sickness. motion sickness issues too much. And uh, it was uh, it was really a dream come true for me, and it was like the one thing on that trip we didn't expect was that I'm gonna get to sail on a sailboat in the Caribbean, you know, by myself with my lady, and my own captain, and we got to do that and had a great time. We went out for uh, food and drink in uh, in Cancun. We went to a restaurant called Mextreme, where the waitresses balance large, huge drinks on their heads. 
Uh, Nicole tried to copy that, and fortunately she didn't walk with it, so there was no accidents. Uh, and then the next morning we got up and headed south to Playa del Carmen, uh, where Nicole had uh, some incredible excursion ready for us. Yeah, so the hotel that we stayed at was the, then was the Live Aqua in um, Playa del Carmen. It's very, very different from the Live Aqua in Cancun. Uh, the Live Aqua in Cancun is a very large hotel. Um, uh, also, both are adults only, which we prefer. Um, but this was a very small boutique style hotel. It was very Zen. Uh, it was still all inclusive, but there was like, there was just like one restaurant. Um, the food was, the food was fusiony. Um, which I love. Dave wasn't so much a fan. Although they did have some grilling going on outside at the, uh, up, uh, uh top, the rooftop, pool. rooftop pool, but the timing was always off for us on that. Like when we when we got up for our excursion, you know, we had to be up and out by six a.m. Uh, it was a little awkward when they did a transfer of people at a convenience store parking lot at seven a.m. <laughs> um, but we we went to go do the excursion of the trip. Um, that was pretty awesome. The uh, other thing, well, well, and if this so our excursion was to. Uh, first thing it was to Chichen Itza, um, which is you know one of the wonders of the world um you know it's a huge pyramid in mexico and it, it's a little bit closer to get there from playa del carmen than it is from cancun um so if you're going to want to go there playa del carmen is a reasonable place to stay that is still pretty safe so if you're going to mexico you want to stay in the tourist areas and you do not I wouldn't recommend going to Chichen Itza by yourself. Um, I would do a tour because leaving like the resort areas can be um, unsafe. It can yeah. be unsafe. I mean, you could be fine maybe, uh, but you're putting yourself at a risk that isn't necessary because the the tours in Mexico are, are very reasonably priced. Uh, Mexico's definitely... A budget fit friendly um, destination, uh, so so we went to Ch Ch Chichen Itza. It, it's amazing, um, you know this huge pyramid, and there's all these different the symbolisms that were built into it, um, you know, by the Mayans, and it's incredible that you know some that they were able to do that. There's. Only about 20% of all of what used to be Chichen Itza has been unearthed and excavated and available for visit. There are all kinds of buildings and temples and platforms and symbolism everywhere. It really is an amazing thing to see. You, I mean, you really need a long period of time there, and that's what a good tour will do for you is um, get you an opportunity to see all these different buildings and what they used to and be. And explain all the symbolism and, you know, the, you know, why it's built in a certain direction and, you know, the number of steps and, you know, the number of levels, everything has a meaning and, and it's, you know, it's just incredible. Now they, there years ago, you could actually climb Chichen Itza. They do not allow that. They have had, uh, you know, too many accidents. Um, so that's not allowed anymore. Um, but it was, it was really, really an incredible 
uh, and then not that far from Chichen Itza, after we were there, it was really hot. So our next stop was the uh, Ikkyo um, Cenote, and uh, it's, cenotes are beautiful. They're these underground um, pools of water, so they, you know, like sunken caves, and the water is just beautiful, big open areas, um, but it's far underground, um, you know, so David actually jumped from, what was it, about 15? 45, I thought it was 45 feet. Oh, is it 45 feet? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he jumped in. This was after my, I had been in a car accident, so this was only a few months after, so I wasn't able to do that, um, and that was kind of another reason why the, the boat thing was actually pretty easy, because I would had a, I was on medication for some of the issues that I was having with the uh, boat uh, from the accident, but it actually helped with, you know, the motion sickness. So, you know, it worked out. Yeah, it, it was. And this is another example of something where, I mean, I think I probably heard the phrase or the words Chichen Itza once before, but didn't really know the significance of it. Hadn't ever thought about going there. Wasn't wouldn't have would couldn't have told you anything about it before we went. But Nicole, of course, did her research and just said, I'm going to take you on a tour and I hope you like it, which I did. It was a great tour. And um, we had a very good time. Uh, the cenote, one of the things that Nicole gets me to do is when she takes me on these tours and I don't have to think about it for too long, I'm going to step outside of my comfort zone. So I don't like heights. Uh, you have to walk up this uh, large staircase to get to the ledge I jumped off of. It's wet and slippery. And, you know, my heart was pounding, but I got up there and I jumped and it's not the first or last time. Well, it might have been the first time, but it's not the last time that I managed to do something crazy defying my own fears because Nicole got me there. Um, and so this is all part of the same trip, mind you. We did Chichen Itza and after a few hours there, then we headed over to the cenote. And outside the cenote, they've got some huts and some villages, some uh, Mayans, mm -hmm. native Mayans there. Um doing performances in the parking lot but we had to move on to the third and final stop of our tour right so we drove a little ways longer um and i you know i'd done the research there's several different tours that go to uh chichen itza uh, many of them have different stops this one i picked specifically because of uh, this next stop and um it is the uh cabo ruins so what Koba. was great about the Koba ruins is that you can actually still climb them. So I wanted to climb a Mayan pyramid. And I did not. <laughs> I got to say, for me, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Well, it was so you think. pretty amazing. I think it says um, how tall it was. It's 137 feet tall. 137 feet. That is really tall. That's, uh, you know, that would be akin to almost 14 stories up. Um, rocks that are crumbling. You know, a, a pyramid that is falling apart. Uh, I climbed to the top. Got to the top. It was beautiful. It was breathtaking. Um... Like, all you see was the tops of trees. It was incredible. And then I had to turn around and come back down. I am not afraid of heights at all. Coming down, I was like, 
whole, it was steep. It like even made me nervous coming down and I'm not afraid of heights. I'm, I was so glad he did not go to the top because <laughs> I don't know that I could have gotten him down. She, uh, well, and, and so for your help in getting down, should you need any help, there's a rope, a single rope that looks to be of no use whatsoever. Um, she also said at the time that the rocks were smooth and slippery. So they're smooth, they're slippery, they're crumbly. It's steep. It's, and there are. They're very short. They're smaller than my feet. It sounds like you got to free rappel down. It's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, they're, they're smaller than my feet, which was a, easy going up. They would I mean, have had to send a helicopter for me, and I'm afraid of helicopters, so I don't know why, <laughs> I don't know how that's working out. I, what's funny is when she started going up, I started to berate myself internally, saying, come on, man, you're, you know, you're a big guy. You've done stuff like crazy stuff all your life. When you were a kid, you used to jump out of the second floor window. You can do this. You can climb up. And I started climbing. And I went up about eight or nine steps. And I'm like, oh, started a... So I turned around and I took a selfie that would show that I at least made it off the ground. And of course, like right behind me, there's this little kid. But way back in the distance of my selfie picture, what would be the top of the picture... Nicole was wearing like coral-colored coral shorts, and you could see her making her way to the top. And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good. This is all I can do, and it's all I'm doing." So um, that was our excursion that day, and uh, then we went back to our resort, took a nap as usual, then had some drinks and went out. So this is a very important safety tip. Very important. All the hotels, especially the ones that cater to American and European English-speaking tourists, you know, when you get there and it's all-inclusives and whatnot, you get wristbands. And so so then there's a street in Playa del Carmen that's called 6th Avenue? 5th Avenue. 5th Avenue, where there's all these different kinds of shops, tequila shops, clothing shops, bars, restaurants, whatnot, you, have, you name it, um, mall kind of places. And as you're walking... Down the avenue. Oh, just a tip. Fifth the tip. Avenue yeah. is, well, I'm just going to say for all the women out there, there's bars, lots of bars, and they're shopping. So if you want to take your husband, you can dump him at the bar. They'll take care of him while you go shopping. By the way, second podcast where we've talked about Nicole dumping me at a bar so she can go <laughs> shopping, the girl who claims she doesn't like to shop. Um, but this is a really important safety tip, so pay attention. So the hustlers out there, they know what different uh, wristbands correlate to different resorts and hotels. So you're walking down the street all innocent and whatnot, and somebody will come up to you and say, Oh, senor, uh, remember me? I saw you at the hotel. You're staying at the Live Aqua, right? This happens once or twice. A lot of people don't realize it, but Nicole and I kind of a little bit quick. We're like, they buy information like, what are our wristbands? And sell it to the people there. Sell it to the hustlers. Then the hustlers try to convince you that it's their night off from working at a resort, and they know what resort you're at, but they're telling you they know it because they know you, and they know it because they know your wristband. And after a couple of times of hearing this, we caught on real quick and then heard it happening to other people too. And if we ever heard anyone talking about, what you know, was that person really? We started telling people, no, no, no. They know that your wristband means your resort, and they're trying to... And if they think that you're... You think that they're from your resort, then you feel like... You'll trust them. trust. Right. So then they'll, like, either take you to, you know, Steer a store you. Um, where you'll spend your money, or 
and or worse. Get a kickback or whatever it could be. So bear in mind that if somebody says to you they know you from the resort because they work there, they know you from the resort because they know your wristband. Don't trust anything other than your gut in that safety situation. So um, it was that was the night that we discovered uh, chocolate flavored tequila and coffee and flavored. coffee flavored tequila. Uh, free te free tequila samples. Okay, sure. Why not? Sat down next to a couple of girls from Australia, and the next thing you know, Nicole discovered she likes coffee-flavored tequila and chocolate-flavored tequila. Which we brought uh, bottles back with us, and then um, at a later event with uh, David's dad, um, his dad ended up drinking all my coffee tequila. He really liked the coffee tequila. Yeah. So that was a good night, and... Um, then the next day, we got up, and now this was uh, another bucket list item Nicole made possible for me. One of the animals that I've always been uh, fond of my whole life are dolphins. When I was four years old, my grandfather lived in Miami at the time. The dolphins were winning Super Bowls. They were on TV with dolphins in the, uh, in the swimming pool in the end zone. I actually, the very first NFL game I ever went to, surprisingly enough, was a Dolphins game in Miami, as opposed to any of the games I might have seen up in the New York, New Jersey area. Um, and I, I like Dolphins. I think they're a, a great mammal, in fact. They're like a dog. Yeah. Um, they have a personality like a dog. Absolutely. Sweet and wonderful. So Nicole booked us a trip to go to a Dolphin Experience, where we got to swim with Dolphins. At Dolphin Discovery. At Dolphin Discovery. And we got some incredible pictures. Our dolphins were Nala and Pecal. And we got to do the foot push. So they, we, we had to sit very still in the water and uh, put our feet together. And the dolphin came up and pushed us up out of the water. It was incredible. I was 99% sure this was never going to happen for me. Um, but when... It was my turn, and I had to go out there, and they talked me through getting in the right position. Those friggin' dolphins lifted me right the heck out of the water. You don't realize how strong they are until you get around one swimming with them. It's pretty pretty insane. Yeah, and they're so eager. to Like, they, they like to play. They love yeah. people. I mean, like, we were warned they would start coming up and trying to swim like in between our legs just to play and the um the handler said not to pet them or touch them when they did that because that gives they want to be petted and touched and that gives them encouragement and it's not safe for the people for them to be doing that because yeah. you know then that gets you off of the ledge and somebody you know else that's not a good swimmer might drown so yeah. they don't want to encourage bad behavior so it was really hard like when they're playing with you and you can't give them like you can't pet them and love them because you want to pet them and love them but they were being bad yeah and they, i think they also just want them to listen to their commands you know yeah and it's like the the more that they just free willy go it you know it, yeah it, yeah the less control the trainers have and i know there's a lot of criticism about you know um dolphins in captivity and things but i these dolphins were really well you know taken care of you could tell and and like you know us having dogs you know in our homes like some of them like you know they like they like people even in the wild they come up to people well actually you made a point in the book too that um dolphins in captivity 
can live 40 to 50 years, whereas dolphins in the wild, their life expectancy is almost half that. So, you know, they're taken care of, they're treated well. They don't have predators. It's all they know. Um, and it was such a great experience that we, when our, my, our daughter and uh, son-in-law went on their honeymoon in the Bahamas, we helped arrange for them to have their own dolphin experience. And my daughter loves the water and that, uh, the and dolphins and turtles and whales as much as I do, if not more. And, uh, they too had an incredible experience. So it's definitely a worthwhile thing to get to do. And we were thankful we got to do it. Yeah. Um, so that, that hotel that was the live aqua is now called the hotel cacao. Now I don't know if with the new ownership, it, how good it is. I know the hotel itself was very cool. I mean, it's very Zen. The rooftop pool was really neat. Um, so, I mean, I would check the, if you want to consider this hotel, um, it was right on fifth Avenue. So it's really close to the shopping. Right. It yeah. was like, it was a few blocks to the beach. That would be the down. Like if you're really into the beach, maybe not the best place I because think was, the beaches are small. I think it was perfectly located between Fifth Avenue and the beach. It wasn't that bad of a walk to the beach. Right. There were shops and restaurants on that strip to the beach as well. Um, we went to one place, the the Cuban place, um, one night or two nights actually, where they had Cuban rum and cigars and a Cuban band, and they were yeah. up in the one. That was a lot of fun. Right. Um, um, and then when we went to the beach, uh, there was a, a place called Mamita's Beach Club. Right. And you could rent, you when you rent chairs there, it comes with like a credit for food and drinks. And so they'll come to you and serve you. And, you know, of course, the prices in Mexico are much cheaper than anything in, in the U.S. So, you know, and there's a DJ, there's DJs going, you know, right there at Mamita's. And there's actually a pool, so if you, like, get tired of, like, the beach and the water, then you've got a pool right there. You can go hop in that's right by the bar. And um, for people concerned about safety, because we've heard this before, we actually have a picture in our book as well. The beach was patrolled by Mexican Marines. Um, I, I wasn't worried that they were patrolling because there was a safety concern. I was pleased to feel that there was safety because they were concerned. They want to protect the tourists. Absolutely. Um, it's, you know, every time you hear or read or see a story about something going awry, um, nine times out of ten, it's because people took a chance that they didn't need to take or they shouldn't have taken. They left the tourist zones. They left a tourist zone or they did this or they did that. Um, we've been to Mexico numerous times now. We've been to Playa, we've been to Cabo once each, and now, and we've been to Puerto Vallarta and we've been to Cancun many times. And we've just never had any feelings of concern about our safety. Yeah. Um, do you want to add anything else? Because I have. I, the... would, I would just say, as far as weather, to, like if you're trying to decide, if you're flying into Cancun and you're trying to decide between like Playa del Carmen or Cancun. Okay, Cancun, you don't have to. It's not as far to shuttle to get there. Um, you've got the hotel zone. It's going to be very beach oriented. There are some party areas but it's not there's not as much shopping in one specific place as what's in playa so if you're a big shopper i'd say go to playa if you want to shop and get beach then you do playa if you want 
mostly beach relaxation, then I'd say, you know, go to Cancun. Well, what I'll add to that is that the playa is definitely more of a shopping experience. Cancun in the hotel zone does have that massive flea market kind of type thing that seems to be much more souvenir oriented than as opposed to, you know, there was perfumerias and cigar shops and tequilerias. There was high end, high um, end retail stores. Right, even a mall that you know, we like never like Dooney and Burke and right. Coach and so all that stuff. Yeah, Playa's probably more like the Rodeo Drive. Yeah, of that Fifth area Avenue. of Mexico, Fifth Avenue. Um, the last thing I'll say, and uh, I'm torn about sharing this tip, but I might as well put it out there. I've said it enough times, um, and. To be fair, I stole it from some stranger. When I'm going to Mexico or some of the islands in the Caribbean, I will go to my bank several days ahead of time and either buy if they have them or order if they don't uh, one or $200 worth of $2 bills. And this sounds odd at first, but the $2 bills have become my signature line and they go really far. Some people get them and they're like, oh, a $2 bill. This is special. I'm going to keep this. I'm like, yeah, there's 49 more in my pocket, but you keep that one. That's fine. But the other thing is, you know, what's an extra dollar to, to most of us to, to have a good experience, to get treated well? But in some of these countries, that's, you know, half a day's pay. And the thing about a $2 bill is when you give it to somebody in this situation, they remember you. And your level of service has just gone up for a dollar. And that's what this is all about. You know, let's let's experience our world and have a good time doing it. So my, my big tip is, and the folks at the bank, now they know me. They're like, oh, where are you going now? Um, get the $2 bills. Double tip. It's not that much money to you. Yeah, but it's the gonna, suggested tip is 50 cents a drink. It's going to go so far towards the person who's serving you and the experience you're going to have the rest of the time you're there. So take that tip. Yeah. Literally. And, and you know, and the <laughs> other uh, deal would, you know, we went on this because a pop-up of the, some phenomenal deal. Watch for these pop-up deals, especially if you have some flexibility. Watch for these, but and then do your research. Double-check it. Make sure everything checks out. But... If you've got flexibility, you can score some really awesome deals. And, and you know, you don't have to be rich to experience the world. All right. I think that is a great statement to leave it off on. Um, yeah. Take those words and run with it. And we'll see you all next time. Thanks, Josh.